Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. That's the edge. I'm Jay Croucher, the whale capital Densic, going live from uh, from Jackson Hole uh, of all places. Uh, I think the New York Knicks were in Jackson Hole last night. They went on the <laughs> Sacramento. Uh, so I don't want to talk about uh, the association today. We're going to talk about college basketball. But Drew, how are you? What's news? Oh, great, man. It's been a great week, and we have an unbelievable sports weekend on tap. All of these conferences, you know, tournament games starting with today's action look unbelievably cool. We have some good NBA this weekend, uh, and then, of course, uh, Indian Wells is kind of the the meat of the tournament is this weekend. So I uh, didn't even mention the players, didn't even mention everything that's going on in the Premier League. It is uh, an absolutely uh, packed weekend from a betting standpoint, so fired up to uh, talk about some of the highs with you here today. Yep. So it's going to be college basketball focused today. We're going to talk about some of tonight's key conference games, look ahead to the tournament, Dark Horse, Final Four teams, and all of that. We're going to welcome in college basketball coach and analyst, Coach Scott Spinelli, to break it all down. But first, baseball season, Drew, is around the corner. Much to my delight, uh, new season, new rules, New stars, so pair it with the Roto World Baseball Draft Guide. Get all the player profiles, rankings, and projections that you need. Go to nbcsportsedge.com slash draft guide and use code PENNANT25 to save 25% at checkout. All right, let's welcome in Coach Scott Spinelli to talk about all the action. Thanks very much for joining us, Coach. Uh, let's get straight into it. I want to talk about UConn against Marquette. Tonight, UConn are three-and-a-half-point favorites. Bit of a weird season for UConn. Started off really hot. They've been, I guess, an analytics darling uh, for much of the season. But what are you expecting from them in this game tonight? Well, UConn's playing their best basketball right now, Jay. I mean, obviously, they've won nine to ten. I believe they won six straight here. Um, And they're playing up to expectations. I think oftentimes, as a coach, you go into the season on paper and you have all the ingredients – but the old adage of great players are made in the offseason, great teams are made in season. I think this UConn team kind of defines that, right? They've gelled now together. They're figuring out you know, their roles, their identity in terms of uh, a team that can get after you defensively, but it's also very potent offensively. Uh, so this is a very dangerous UConn team right now and playing extremely well at the right time. Yeah, I, I uh, am sad that uh, we're not going to get best price available in UConn anymore. The secret is out. You are exactly right. They are playing their best basketball at the most important time of the year. Uh, in my heart, I kind of hope they underwhelm here today against Marquette, who matches up fairly well against them so that we can get some value on them in the tournament. Uh, you know, I, I was hoping, we, you know, they, they fall into like a four seed range, but no, no way, not the way that they're playing right now. They're going to get uh, a cherry draw. Um, pretty cool, though, to see, you know, UConn, 
playing this well back in the garden. Uh, Big East has just been an awesome entertainment uh, so far. And, uh, you know, last meeting between these two teams, February 7th, it was pretty lopsided uh, in favor of UConn. Uh, I think that's influencing things here a little bit because three and a half points as far as a you know gap between these two teams seems like a big number. Um, so I'm going to cross my fingers that Marquette can get it done for us and uh, preserve a, a smidgen uh, of value for them uh, will come tournament time because uh, you know the way best way you, you know the way you take on a bracket challenge the way you you know you win your home bracket pool try to find a little bit of a contrarian approach and I think everybody's everybody's on to UConn right now so uh, need to see them throw some cool cold water on this team uh, the other super duper hot team taking on uh, an absolute uh, you know true blue um, you know com- com- uh, contender is uh, the Duke Blue Devils in the ACC tournament against the Miami Hurricanes now Miami underwhelmed yesterday. Uh, against Wake Forest, Duke was sensational uh, against Pittsburgh, and now Duke comes in as two and a half point uh, favorites. Even though they got absolutely blown out last time they played this Miami Hurricanes team, do you have a read uh, on whether the Hurricanes can kind of repeat what we saw in uh, early February, or is Duke just a better team right now? Again, I think it kind of you look at this Duke team similar to UConn in terms of playing their best basketball. Uh, you know, obviously after that game they played at Miami, you know, which and they got you know, beat up pretty bad, you know, there was that infamous, you know, team only meeting and the, the trajectory of the team had changed at that point. I mean, they're playing exceptionally well right now. It is a little bit of a contrasting type of team in terms of how it's been put together, right? Miami's filled with transfers with great experience. They play kind of the modern day basketball right now with versatility, skill, with three point shooting. Uh, whereas Duke is a team that's basically been built from the, you know, from the recruiting side of this, um, they've got probably better overall team size. They do have skill, don't necessarily have the versatility that a Miami team has position to position, which I think is so important in basketball and especially into the NCAA tournament because so much of it's about matchups, right? But I do like this Miami team right now in this particular setting. And the reason I say that is because, Look, Miami, you win with great guards in, in the postseason, and I think Miami's team is built for postseason play. Um, they have tremendous guard play from Wong, who's been around, um, you know, forever. Obviously, the transfer, Nigel Pack, is tremendous. You know, Jordan Miller, the transfer from George Mason's playing exceptionally well. Um, you know, I think they're a team right now that, again, against this Duke team, although Duke's playing at home pretty much in Greensboro, <laughs> their best basketball um and they're i think duke's gonna have a great chance to make a run of the tournament in this game today i just think miami has a little bit uh, more in the backcourt yep that makes sense to me all right let's jump to the big 12 uh big matchup between 22nd ranked tcu and texas texas two and a half point favorites couple big wins in a row for texas though they did lose by two points to TCU uh, on the 1st of March, which broke my heart because I had a big bet on Texas winning the regular season Big 12 and getting the one seed, and they would have had they not lost by two points to TCU, but that's okay. Uh, but so, yeah, they are two-and-a-half-point favorites tonight. Coach, what are you expecting out of this one? Again, I think you have contrasting styles in terms of two teams that play a little bit different. Texas is really predicated on their tremendous offense, um, in terms of how they, they score the ball, their efficiency and field goal percentage offensively is excellent. Um, TCU is that, you know, Coach Dixon, rugged, tough-minded team that's going to get after them defensively. They rebound the ball much better than Texas does. They go after the offensive glass. 
Um, look, I think this is a game that comes down to, you know, philosophically what you really believe. Both teams are similar in one way. They all have they have a bunch of transfers. But I think if you're looking for a team defensively that really gets after it and you believe that defense travels, uh, I think TCU is that pick today. Uh, if you're looking for a team offensively, that explosiveness, I think Texas is a team that, again, has a lot of different weapons offensively. But I'm going to go with the TCU defensive-minded, you know, tough, tough hard-nosed rebounding team today. Fair enough. Uh, so far, we've covered three really high leverage games, and I like three dogs. So, hoping for uh, a little bit of a squirrely Friday here. Uh, the uh, I I don't know how the Big Twelve t- tournament plays out. The Big Twelve has been clearly the most impressive conference over the balance of the season. Um, you know, I, they and you know for those reasons, as you kind of look into some of the specialty markets, like uh, you know which conference will win the title. Obvious favorite, Big 12. Uh, you know, now with all of these teams having championship aspirations and maybe looking more towards the later end of March, uh, you know, do they kind of give, leave it all on the floor for a Big 12 tournament title? Maybe. Uh, like it's, it's not obvious that uh, motivations are, you know, clearly um, to, dialed in for all of these remaining teams in the Big 12. Um, I mentioned they were the, you know, the conference that is favored right now to win out the outright market at plus 275. You have SEC, Pac-12, and the American following. Interestingly enough, the Duke Blue Devils and ACC, uh, they are down at the eighth choice right now, 15 to 1, uh, if you want to take a flyer on any of those teams that make it into the mix. Um, is there a, a general read that you have on any of these conferences being particularly overrated or underrated by market as we head into tournament time? Yeah, that's a tough question, right? I, I Obviously, I agree with you guys. I think the, the Big 12 this year from top to bottom was by far the best conference. And I think, you know, that bodes well for those teams in terms of being ready for the postseason. But, you, you know, as we all know, the NCAA tournament is so unpredictable. And the reason why is because of matchups. You just don't know who you're going to match up with with that first game, first opening round game, second round, and obviously into the second weekend. And so from that standpoint, I think there's multiple teams here um, from other conferences that are going to have a chance here. As it relates to the ACC, look, I think Miami is built to be very successful in the tournament this year. I think you've got to be very careful of Duke, mindful of the size and skill. They're going to be a problem. Um, and again, depending upon who matches up with who, there's some other teams from lesser supposed conferences. Obviously, Houston, you men referenced, they're as complete as they've ever been on both ends of the floor this year. Uh, the Missouri Valley, a Drake team that their average starting lineup is 23.7 years per old with 4,000 point scores. I've never seen that before. And the Mountain West this year, I think, has the skill in three-point shooting uh, for the first time to kind of think that they could advance. So I think it's a wide-open NCAA feeling as it relates to conferences in terms of teams. I'm not quite sure on that one. I think it's too wide open to call. Yeah. And I'm on the Big East as well, plus 750, just because you get yeah. UConn who have so much talent. And then, I mean, you're probably not counting on Creighton or Marquette going all the way, but, I mean, there would be potentially crazier things that have happened. Uh, Coach, any dark horse teams, any long shot teams that you think are going a bit under the radar and might have a run in them? Uh, you know, I made reference to uh, Drake. I think, look, any time as a coach you're trying to get old, and if you look at some of the teams that are playing today that we've just talked about, whether it be, you know, Texas's team with all those transfers, TCU's teams with all those transfers, Miami's team has been built with transfers. Uh, as a coach, you want to get old. Drake this year in a Valley, Missouri Valley uh, conference that really was very 
competitive. I mean, there was four or five teams in that league that easily could have got into the tournament and advanced. What I like about Drake is, again, they've got four guys in their starting lineup who are all 1,000-point scorers throughout their career. Um, Darren DeBreeze, you know, their sophomore, the youngest starter at 20, um, is a tremendous – he's a matchup problem. And when you have that kind of experience and firepower with the age of those guys, two of their starters are 25 years old, one is 24 years old, one is 23, and one is 20. There's a big difference between a 25-year-old uh, you know, player, student-athlete in basketball than an 18-, 19-year-old. So I do think Drake is a team that you got to kind of look out for here um, in, in this year's tournament. And, look, I, I don't know how much of a dark horse a team like, you know, a, a College of Charleston, they won 30 games. Um, you know, they're complete also. Um, but I really think this Drake team is the one team you got to really keep an eye on here, guys. Uh, yeah, Drake, by the way, uh, kind of fits the kind of prototypical. They get a little underseeded with the 12 seed and then they make absolute mess out of both the four seed, five seed and the four seeds hopes on the way to a sweet 16 run. So uh, that is going to be a very popular pick. And it does feel like uh, them getting a 12 seed is, is sort of fate. Uh, so, yeah, Drake Bulldogs. I like that shot. That's fun. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, I think, yeah, potentially at the price, you know, why not? Uh, any individual players, coach, that you think we should be looking out for in terms of uh, the most outstanding player of the tournament and, and that type of conversation? Uh, obviously, Edie, uh, you know, for Purdue is just a dominant uh, player. And the way, you know, they use him, right, uh, offensively, it's really difficult to guard him. You know, he's a matchup nightmare. And I think his numbers in terms of his productivity, I mean, if you look at his numbers this year uh, for their team, he pretty much led them in almost every category, whether it be, you know, block shots, rebounding, scoring. Um, you know, even he was even passing the ball at a very high rate. So I think he's somebody um, that you got to really keep an eye on here, you know, come the, come the conference, uh, excuse me, the NCAA tournament. But, uh, you know, look, I think when you look at, you know, Jaime Jaquez for UCLA, I mean, look, they took a blow with Jalen Clark going down, but they're a team still, and he's a terrific player. Again, another versatile, uh, experienced, you know, guy that can play multiple positions. I really like him, too, uh, in the tournament. And then you look, you know, depending upon what happens with some of these teams and how far they go, you know, uh, Trace Jackson Davis from Indiana, another exceptional talent who's been there for a while. Um, and, you know, again, I, I think as you look around the tournament, a lot of it's going to be, con, you know, kind of determined on which team goes the furthest. So maybe that question is, as we look at these brackets, you know, coming up here on Sunday or Monday, I think we might be able to get into that just a little bit more in terms of, you know, that type of player. But uh, there are some guys right there that are really good players. Yeah, and I think as we start to see those markets, you're basically trying to pick a player who has, a, you know, the lion's share of the equity for a team with a realistic chance to win, because you have to go back to 1983 to find a most outstanding player awarded to a not title winning uh, player. So uh, for those reasons, I'm going to cross off Edie because I am out on Purdue being realistic title contenders. <laughs> but all that said, uh, you know, if, if, hey, if you feel like this is Gonzaga's year, bet Drew Timmy. Like that, like he has an enormous share uh, of the uh, potential, you know, award vote uh, if Gonzaga does win it, and you're probably going to get a better number. Anything, anybody, kind of stand out in that uh, regard to you, Jay? 
Uh, no, I agree, though, with fading Edie. Uh, I think that, yeah, just with the way that Purdue is trending. Also, Edie closed, I think he closed minus 20,000 to win the John Gooden <laughs> Award. So uh, I think that will be that will be his award uh, for the season. And, uh, and I think it ends there. Well, Coach, thanks very much for joining us. Uh, anything, anything to plug, anything to promote, and where can people follow you? No, not really. I, I appreciate you guys having me again. I, you know, we've been doing a lot of things in terms of believe in the podcast, and uh, that's been going great. And been traveling around the world, doing a lot of clinics, um, you know, with a lot of different high school kids all over. So it's been a really fulfilling, fun time. But you know, glad to be a guest, and thanks for having me today, guys. Awesome. Thank you very much, Coach. We appreciate it. All right. Thanks, guys. Have a good day. Yes. The path to retirement is different for everyone, and as life changes, so do priorities. Fidelity can help you get where you want to go. With a free personalized plan, goal tracking, and timely insights, you'll be set to take on retirement, whether you're saving for it or already living in it. Get started at fidelity.com slash take on. Expenses charged by your investments and other costs and fees associated with trading or transacting in your account apply. Fidelity Brokerage Services member NYSE SIPC. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Selling smoothies is what I do, but for small business insurance, I chose my State Farm agent. He's a small business owner, too, so he knew how to help me personalize my policies. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to an agent today. All right, before we close out with our best bets heading into the weekend, a reminder to download the Roto World app to receive breaking player news all season long. Stay ahead of the competition by favoriting players on your roster. Get the latest injury updates, player news, and much more delivered right to your phone. It's available in the App Store today. It's time to get your swagger back with PointsBet Sportsbook. New customers can sign up now with the code BETTHEEDGE to get five second chance bets up to $500. That's five straight days of second chances where PointsBet will match your losing wager in free bets. So use the promo code BETTHEEDGE and enjoy more live betting markets than ever before. PointsBet, it's your move. New customers only. Must be 21 plus and present in Colorado, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Virginia, or West Virginia. In partnership with Louisiana iGaming LP, DBA Boomtown, New Orleans. Second chance means that if any of your first five cash bets, that is the first bet per day for five consecutive days on a fixed odds market loses, you will receive free bets in the amount of the losing wager up to $100 each. Cash out is not available on all wagers and may not be equivalent to the initial Initial wager. PointsBet can disable or suspend the cash out feature at any time. Additional terms and conditions apply. See the promotions page and terms and conditions section of the PointsBet website app for more details. Void where prohibited. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help in Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, or West Virginia, call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral services or visit www.1800gambler.net. In Colorado or Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700. In Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. In Indiana, 
Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. In Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. In Virginia, call 1-888-532-3500. Gambling problem? Call 877-8-HOPE-NEW-YORK or text HOPE-NEW-YORK. That's 467-369. In New York, call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Pennsylvania, call 1-877-770-STOP. That's 1-877-770-6867. In Louisiana. All right, Drew, best bet, bet for tonight or the weekend. What have you got? Uh, I think it's eager to win the uh, Indian Wells on the women's side. Okay. Uh, big, big eager fan this week. Uh, going out going on forward. <laughs> going out on the limb. She's plus money. She shouldn't be. Um, she should be in the minus money range. I, I, you know, this is not a strong women's field. Uh, and you know, realistically, some of the players who have a little bit of spark, a little bit of, you know, opportunity uh, ended up on the other side of the draw. So she's not even really going to have to flex that hard and, uh, you know, kind of beat, uh, beat some of the tougher players to win this title. So go get yourself some ego, put it in your pocket. I'm going to also be rolling over ego two zero. Cause I think she really is like in an absolute killer mindset, killer mode right now. And uh, I don't see her dropping a set on the way to a title here. So trying to do something into the eight to one to 10 to one range, which is, uh, I think there may be some markets out there for Iga to win this, the title without dropping a set that I would look into. Um, and then, uh, you know, beyond that, uh, going to be fading Sam Burns at the players this weekend. He's basically telling us to fade him. So, uh, excited to see what kind of matchups we get for Sam Burns. Uh, and then, uh, of course on the hardball side tonight, I laid the chalk with a couple of favorites. Uh, I laid the eight and a half with Philadelphia against Portland. Uh, I think that should be a double digit point spread and Portland is in deep trouble in that matchup. And then uh, I like uh, our Minnesota Timberwolves to get it done against your Brooklyn Nets. Um, then uh, four and a half points spread, not enough considering how much Brooklyn has had to play lately and really kind of how, you know, some of the rotation depth issues that they have, I think uh, Minnesota can exploit. So uh, laid the price with the, uh, the T wolves and laid it with the Sixers. What about you? Yeah, well, a couple things. Sorry to Sam Burns. I know he listens to the podcast, um, so that's a brutal <laughs> thing for him there, getting that call out. Uh, secondly, uh, my other tennis man, uh, when I cheat on you for tennis tips, he tell, he told me that uh, that the Alcaraz price was worth a bet for the outright yeah, Indian Wells. Good. Do you like that? Yeah, I do. And he's got a tougher path. The men's uh, draw is imbalanced. Um, all of the top, all the like, all of the real realistic champs are in the top half of the draw Alcaraz Rune uh, and uh, Yannick Sinner in fact Yannick Sinner and Rune are in the same section of the draw they have to play each other in the fourth round so a path you know like Rune's path to a title is basically to take out Sinner and then Fritz and then Alcaraz and then potentially whoever comes off the bottom half so uh, you know I I didn't bet any uh, outrights in the men's side because the draw is so imbalanced and basically if you like a player like Alcaraz, you're going to do well just kind of rolling over prices in the later stage of the tournament, I think. Um, but he does look uh, primed to be uh, to be the champion just in terms of form. Uh, he's just got to go through some pretty good players. Yeah, I think uh, Yannick, you say Yannick Sinner, I just get cold shivers down my spine. <laughs> <laughs> the three people who have cost me the most money over the journey of the past decade or so are uh, James Harden uh, in various playoff failures, uh, Carson Wentz, uh, and then, uh, Yannick Sinner would be number three. Um, <laughs> well, shame on you for Carson Wentz, but the other two uh, make sense. I, yeah. You know, it's, it's, those were, uh, you know, Harden's Rockets. Were you against them when they went what 0 for twenty seven against the uh, the Warriors and Kevin Durant that year? 
I was actually on the Warriors in that series, which I think was actually the wrong side because I think Paul so too. Hadn't, yeah, Paul <laughs> hadn't done his hamstring in Game Five. I think the Rockets win that, but the, the worst one was the bubble series against the Lakers, where I had uh, a proper a stack on uh, the series handicap Rockets plus two and a half, and they blow the doors off the Lakers in Game One, just absolutely destroy them. And so I just need them to win one of the next four games, and then that handicap is home. And, uh, and sure enough, they get destroyed. And uh, oh god. And your man Russell Westbrook um, to get out of play basketball. That was really the, that's really where it all fell apart for Russ uh, in the bubble, and it's it did. been all yeah. downhill since. But in yeah. terms of my best bet, uh, you actually mentioned it. It's the Minnesota Timberwolves minus four and a half. That line doesn't make sense to me no. at all. Nets on a back to back. Yes, not many of their guys played last night, but Cal Bridges did, and he's the best player, and he plays every game. Uh, I just. I don't think this Nets team has any like organizing theory behind their offense, which makes sense because this wasn't the team that they envisioned that they'd have. Uh, and I just think that they're just relying too much on Bridges who's shooting like 60% on long twos and 50% from three and that's going to go down and it's just a lot of Spencer Dinwiddie against the T-Wolves team that's coming off a bad loss against Philly but when Embiid is in that zone, uh, I don't hold that against them too much. Outside of that, they've been in relatively good form lately. I think they've figured some stuff out in terms of you know having... Gobert and Slomo and McDaniels together. That gives them a pretty high defensive ceiling and floor. And then Edwards has, has certainly made a leap. And I think Conley does, you know, as we expected, make more sense for that team um, than D'Angelo Russell. What do you think of the Lakers plus one and a half uh, at home to the Raptors? Yeah. I th- really like five points worse than the Clippers with D'Angelo back and Davis playing the way he is because I think the Clippers line close three three and a half home to the raptors and now the lakers are one and a half point dogs yeah it's trending too um this is suggesting something something somebody has a strong opinion here (laughs) that toronto's the right side i don't agree uh but i also don't really know how to come up with a fair price for the lakers if i'm being honest um it's a very 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 tenuous situation because you get a full full heart perform out of anthony davis they should win this game but you know you'll have to go to the locker room for something at some point one would assume so um you know Got it sitting, sitting, sitting a little bit uh, cautiously betting into the Lakers markets right now because I do think they are, uh, they're probably the most interesting team in the West who could, you know, realistically kind of throw, you know, throw a little bit of cold water on a lot of, uh, uh, you know, fringe contenders' hopes. The play in right now for the West is absolutely ridiculous. It's going to be crazy. Those two play in games are going to be unbelievable. And, you know, for all the good that the Denver Nuggets did this year, winning and getting the one seed, like they're going to draw somebody absolutely nasty uh, in well, a one-eight matchup. The thing is now is that there's it might be Dallas, like you know, <laughs> Luca and Kyrie, who look Dallas aren't very good at the moment, but it's still Doncic and Irving. Uh, and then also they might play Minnesota with you know Carl Towns back. Uh, they might play the Warriors uh, in round one, <laughs> yeah, uh, who are an absolute yeah. disaster. Whenever Draymond goes to the bench, that was a disgrace last night. Um, I think the Lakers, they're going to get into the play-in at this point because Utah and OKC don't care about winning games. And then to tie into your other best bet uh, on the hardwood, the Portland Trailblazers are a catastrophe. Uh, I watched all of that game against Boston the other night and admittedly, and Fernie Simons is out, which, which hurts because... They just they need other competent basketball players. Right now, when Simons is out and Lillard goes out, they hand the offense to Cam Reddish. Like it's the Cam Reddish unit. Um, meanwhile, Boston are handing their offense to like Malcolm Brogdon and Derek White versus Cam Reddish. It's uh, absolutely insane. So there's just a lot of like Trent Watford going on, a lot of Drew Eubank. <laughs> 
It's no good. I felt bad today watching that. You said no prayer whatsoever. So uh, I think they're going to be a team to fade. And I suspect that, you know, they're one injury away from just going full tank mode, I think, yeah. which uh, which they probably should. I 100% agree they should. Um, the Simons injury and re-injury was basically the death knell for their season. Um, and yeah, some of the games that they've, some of the second halves in particular, like, Oof, man, it's been uh, it's it's been rough sledding for uh, for Trailblazers fans, and um, you know I think we we are starting to get some you know firming of who the four playing teams are going to be in the West, and like again, like this is it's going to be awesome. Yep. <laughs> You're going to have some very good players bounced in single elimination, which is pretty cool. Um, so yeah, it's going to be I'm I'm really enjoying the way that the playoff uh, you know seating is shaping up. It's going to make for some really fun handicapping. Yep, it's going to be fun. Also going to be fun, Drew, is the Players' Championship. We head into the weekend. Don't miss Roy McIlroy, John Rahm, JT, my man, Colin Morikawa, uh, the best golfers in the world, take on the 17th Island Green. Go head-to-head at the Players today uh, through Sunday on NBC, Golf Channel, and Peacock. All right, we are done. Don't forget to check out NBCSportsEdge.com. More information to help you with your wages. Thanks everyone watching on the NBC Sports YouTube channel. Please like, subscribe, rate us uh, if you're listening to us in podcast form. From Jay Croucher and Drew Dinsick, we'll be back on Monday. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. I know how to run a hair salon. But for small business insurance, I chose my State Farm agent. She's a small business owner, too, so she knew how to help me personalize my policies. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to an agent today.